Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and I am by myself today. I know you've heard me say it before. Today is not exactly Charlie's fault, although ultimately the responsibility does still lie with him. So we know how that goes. Make sure that you smash that follow, that subscribe button on whatever platform it is that you're listening to this on right now. Maybe it's a YouTube video that you just came across. Thanks for doing that. Make sure you hit subscribe and hit the bell, all that sorts of stuff. So what is it that everyone's talking about today? I think we know. They're clearly talking about this whole Hillary Clinton scandal, right? No, no, that's not it. Everyone's talking about Canada, kind of, kind of talking about Canada. Most of the uh, right-wing publications are talking a lot about Canada. And I actually went through, oh, let's see, Washington Post, New York Times, Associated Press, MSNBC, CNN, all those looking for an article about this. And on the front page of all of those websites, nothing about this whole emergency declaration from Canada. I wonder why that is, just nothing about it. Probably because it's not going to be a super popular move from Justin Blackface Trudeau out there. So I did find one from the New York Times, actually. So they they did do some writing about this. They just didn't put it right up there on the front page of their website. But if you still dig around, you can find stuff on it. So I'm going to explain this through an article from the New York Times real quick, and then I've got some thoughts. So you're going to want to hear these thoughts after the article. All right, so from the New York Times, this is what Trudeau's public emergency declaration means. Prime Minister Justin Blackface Trudeau took a rare step of declaring a national public order emergency on Monday in a push to end protests that have paralyzed the center of the Canadian capital for more than two weeks and reverberated across the country. They're super concerned about business and things being paralyzed in the country. We can't have any type of economic shutdowns, anything like that. They definitely can't do that. That's not what the New York Times said, by the way. That was me throwing that in there. The invocation of the Emergencies Act confers enormous, if temporary, power on the federal government. It allows the authorities to move aggressively to restore public order, including banning public assembly, seizing trucks and other vehicles used in blockades and restricting travel to and from specific areas. But Mr. Trudeau and members of his cabinet offered repeated assurance that the act would not be used to suspend your fundamental rights. They, listen, there's really nothing to worry about because they are assuring everyone that they're not going to suspend any fundamental rights. So I don't know what everyone's so upset about. Mr. Trudeau also said he would not use his authority under the declaration, which will last for 30 days, to bring in the military, reiterating his previous position against intervention by the armed forces. The Canada's Justice Minister, David Lametti, outlined a wide array of special powers now at the government's disposal. Tow truck, this is a ridiculous one, tow truck operators who have been reluctant to cooperate with the police will now be compelled to work with law enforcement agencies to clear Ottawa streets and the border crossings. What is that going to mean? It's probably going to mean uh, that if you don't do what they tell you to do, they're going to take away your license. They'll suspend your business. They'll make it impossible for you to operate. So compelling people to perform a service on behalf of the government. 
that's a totally normal thing that you see in most democratic-free nations, for sure. While the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the National Force, will not take over policing in Ottawa from what the city's municipal service, its members will now be allowed to enforce provincial laws and local bylaws and carry out any federal court orders made under the Emergencies Act. Okay, so the police will be exchanging information with banks about protesters and their personal and business accounts may be frozen. Insurance companies will be required to revoke insurance on any vehicles used in blockades. This has obviously made quite a few people upset. I actually saw this trending on Twitter. Twitter was allowing this to, uh, to trend. That's surprising. They are going after these people as if they were terrorists, actually using some of their terrorist laws to go after them. Rest assured, when you go against the government, you are seen as a terrorist by the government. Sometimes they're right about you being a terrorist. Sometimes they're not right about you being a terrorist. Okay? Now, let's. what I'm not going to do today is go through all the reasons that this whole thing is pointless because of the vaccine mandates, which, by the way, even in Ontario, they've gotten rid of the vaccine mandates where you got to show your vax port whenever you go in and out of businesses because it's not necessary anymore. We got plenty of stuff on this vaccine saying that it protects you, not the other people. You don't have to have the mandates. What these truckers are protesting were some of the ridiculous rules for trucks coming into the into Canada from the U.S., truckers having to wear masks, truckers having to quarantine, all the while they're sitting in a truck alone by themselves. It's completely ridiculous rules. But they're not going to get rid of them. The main reason they're not going to get rid of them now is because of this protest. We've talked about this a lot over the last few weeks now. They're, they're not going to get rid of the main thing because that would be bowing to the protest. That would be giving in to the protest. And that's not something that they're going to want to do when people rise up and protest the powers that the government has. They're not going to be able to give in to this. They can't do it because now, anytime, if they were to do it, anytime that people didn't like what the government was doing, well, they would simply just need to have a protest and the government would stop doing it. And you can't have that. That would just be ridiculous. That's anarchy if enough people get together and protest something that the government is doing. Jeez. The other thing is that people, people who want control and people who control others, people that are in power, they cannot accept defeat on these things. It ruins your ability to control in the future. That's what, what I was just saying. It takes away that ability in the future, and they know that even if they take off some of these mandates, they're going to want to put them back on later on in the future. So they, they can't do this. Even while some of the other provinces are getting rid of their vaccine mandates, they're going to leave the one for the truckers in place. It doesn't matter. They're going to actually leave it there because they cannot give in to this. They cannot seen, be seen as bowing down to these protests. This happens anytime you see someone in control. Heck, it happens in your daily life if, you, if there's something that you have control over I think people do it when they don't even know that they're doing it. I think parents, I've seen parents do it with their kids. You told your kid to do something. Maybe after you uh, told them to do it, you realized that that was like a pointless, ridiculous thing. Maybe they didn't want to listen to you either, but you still made sure they did it. Why? Because you told them to, and they need to realize who's got the authority around here. You told your, uh, told your dog to stop eating that stuff that was on the floor, and then you realize, oh, wait, that's a, 
dog food, actually. I didn't see that from over here. That, still, stop doing it because I told you to stop doing this and you need to know who you're going to listen to. This is what happens when people want control. Only this time, they're in control of an entire population. And so they're not going to be able to give in on this. They can't. We've obviously been talking about this a lot, but now they're going after the source of funds. GoFundMe canceled their fundraiser, and then they raised another almost $10 million on Gibson Go, and now they're going to be going after that. When they control the banks, they can control whether or not these people are actually going to get the money. What this is actually going to take is someone driving up to the truckers with a, with a briefcase full of cash and distributing it. That's what's going to happen. We need Elon Musk to drive up from Texas and give them a bunch of suitcases full of cash. And that would maybe solve this problem. Or they could try and use Bitcoin. But Bitcoin is not exactly a solution because we still use a bunch of companies as brokerages for the Bitcoin that are still controlled by a lot of these governments. That's another thing that we've talked about in the past. We're talking about decentralizing the currency. So you got your Bitcoin on Coinbase. Well, the government controls Coinbase. It's still the same thing. We still got the SEC with control over them. We need truly decentralized cryptocurrencies. We need decentralized currency. That's what we need. And that is one of the reasons, probably the main reason, why governments have always been against this cryptocurrency thing from the beginning, especially we've seen it here with the U.S. government. They got to regulate it. They got to have their hands in it because the power that they have over you is the power to control the currency because your money, when you work and you get money and then you can take that and you can exchange that for other things that you need, that is your livelihood. That is how you actually live your life. And if they can control that, then they can control you. All right? All we've got left right now, from what I can tell, is a pandemic of authoritarianism. I'm actually going to write an article. It's going to be called Pandemic of Authoritarianism. I'm sure someone's already done it. I'll check and make sure. But that's what we have left. We saw this in Australia. We saw this in several other European nations. We're seeing this in Canada right now. It's not as if they weren't already authoritarian. People are just protesting it now, and they're going to crack down even harder. I don't know how this is actually going to do, how this is actually going to go. They're going to compel the tow truck drivers to do this, or the tow truck drivers actually going to give in. They're going to start moving the trucks, arresting the drivers, seizing the bank accounts of anyone who's given any money to any of these uh, illegal protests out there. That, uh, that remains to be seen. They're citing the damage to the economy that they're really worried about. They're really worried about trade. That's why they got to stop these protests. They didn't seem to be super worried about that supply chain when they introduced this vaccine mandates for truckers that were crossing the border. They weren't really worried about it then. What, what would have happened if these 90% of truckers that were vaccinated would have decided that they weren't going to comply with that mandate and that they were actually going to stop driving? Then they would have had a massive supply chain issue. But guess what? Then they would have blamed it on something else. They would have blamed it on COVID. That's what it would have been. They would have just blamed it on COVID. Oh, because of COVID, we, we don't have the truckers that we need, and we have a massive supply chain shortage. But instead, they instituted their own supply chain problems. A lot of them gave into it, but they're not, they're not happy about all the rules. They weren't worried about all these businesses in town being shut down when they kept them shut down for all this time, when they literally 
instituted curfews in the cities when they took away people's livelihoods. They weren't super worried about the businesses being shut down. So don't listen to any of those reasons that they're giving out there. They care about the economy. They care about the residents and the businesses in Ottawa. That's what they have to protect right now. They have to protect their power. That is what they actually have to protect. And that is the one thing that they actually care about is protecting and preserving their power over the people because that is what they get up in the morning thinking about. It's what they go to bed at night thinking about. They dream about it all night is all this power that they have. One thing, if I were to find some type of a white pill from this is I think this move from Trudeau was going to wake some more people up if they weren't already woken up. Remember, some of these truckers out there, they're just against the mandates. And they're standing with some of their trucker friends. It doesn't mean that they're just harsh, crazy right-wingers who hate the government. They're against these mandates. They still like the government for a lot of other stuff, which we'll talk about here in a second. And maybe over the last couple of years, they've seen some of the rhetoric about people that were racist, white supremacists, Nazis that were just organized out there to stop protests or the protest, the government, and they just hate people. And now they see that it's being turned against them. It's going to wake some of those people up. Same thing with some of the people who support these truckers out there. They're going to see just how ridiculous this all is. It doesn't mean that they're all conservatives. It doesn't mean that everyone who supports what they're doing is a Republican. But they see how ridiculous this is going to be. Maybe this whole authoritarianism thing is going to be a self-defeating endeavor. Maybe, maybe they're going to take themselves down. Maybe back in the old days, before we had social media, before we had all the technology we have right now, maybe it, was, maybe it was possible for it to go to the lengths that it went to then. Maybe it's not now. So that's where the white pilling stops here for a second. We've got a crazy, complete inversion right now. Trudeau and the leftists and collectivists they're constantly out there touting fascism, racism, fear-mongering everyone, anything to scare anyone about their opposition. And I think it's becoming pretty clear that this is what's called projection. They are projecting what they are onto other people. It's constant and pure gaslighting at its finest. They're the, the cheating husband that's constantly accusing their significant other of cheating well they're the ones who are actually doing it the entire time they are the actual fascist and the racist okay i don't mean that they're putting people in concentration camps i mean that they are actual authoritarian fascist they are out there using the government using their power to control private businesses to stop people who are trying to rise up against some of the mandates all the while telling people that they are keeping them safe and keeping them free as long as we can have these mandates in place then we can keep you safe and free the big difference here is that people on the left and the collectivists they're the ones who came out first with all the accusations calling people racist and fascist it's a smart manipulation move it is. And manipulating the entire population is not that hard to do when you're in control of the media and all the educational institutions that are out there. And I think that people are starting to wake up to it. There is a reason that we talk about the viewership on some outlets versus others. They're really showing their cards right now. They've used this fascist racist card too many times. And I don't think it's actually going to continue 
to work. You guys remember that quote, by the way, this emergency act? You remember that Hayek quote? Emergencies have always been the pretext on which the safeguards of individual liberty have been eroded. It's true when he said it. It's true right now. It's uh, truer than it's ever been seeing this emergency of a pandemic over the last couple of years. They have been more than willing to take away all the individual liberties of all the people. And it's not surprising at all. Some people are surprised by this stuff, by the way. You know, I've, I've got uh, some, some family, I'll just say it that way, that are, that are appalled by what's been going on over the last couple of years. We just can't stand for all of this stuff. And what I, I have conversations with my wife, and this is actually her uh, speaking when we say this, but wh- what about all the things that the government's been taking away from you your entire life? You've been totally fine with all of that. Well, they just went one step in a direction that you decided wasn't okay. So speaking to mainly, I know we got mostly libertarians, small L and big L libertarians listen to this show. But if I were speaking to conservatives and Republicans for a moment, um, this, this, really, this really is not surprising. And uh, just, just being honest, over the last day, you know, last night I was real mad about this whole Emergencies Act thing. I was all, I was all, I was in a bad mood last night. Just couldn't believe what they've been doing. And, and then I started to think about it. Like, well, you can believe that they're going to do this. This is what governments do. I've been thinking a lot about that Benjamin Franklin quote, which is still out of context in the way that we're going to use it right now. It doesn't mean the quote is worthless. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. So if I'm speaking mainly to conservatives and and libertarians, uh, Canadians, Americans, people all around the world constantly been giving up their liberty for security. It's been happening my entire life. It happened my parents' entire life. happened my grandparents' entire life and and great-grandparents. Some people have been fighting that throughout the time, but the majority of the population have been more than willing to give away liberty for what looked like security or safety. And they've been more than willing to give away the liberties of other people so they could feel more safe and secure. A lot of uh, conservatives have been really upset about the power grabs during this pandemic. But they were more than willing to allow the government to grow and grow every single year as long as their guy was in office. Let's just be honest, totally fine with the budget going up, with more departments being created, all of that stuff, totally fine because my dictator is in office right now and he is a benevolent dictator, so I'm totally fine with this. He would never use this power for bad. It'll only ever be used for good. Some of this stuff was set up before we were born. Some of it was set up before our parents were born. So it's not exactly like it's completely our fault, but there are some things that we uh, could do about it. But we have to realize that when we allow the government to have its dirty hands in every facet of your life, this is what you get. Remember, I'm thinking about that Benjamin Franklin quote right now. So when you allow them to have this, this is, this is what you get from it. They control the banks. They control the businesses. 
They own the roads. They run the schools. They control the entire healthcare system. They use your money to build the crappy roads and then charge you for permission to drive on them with a car that you purchased with money left over after they took a portion of your income. It was already depreciated because they were taxing and regulating your employer at the same time. You need a license to own and operate your business. And then we act surprised when they use that license as a way to control you. By the way, your license isn't enough. You still have to pay your yearly fees to be able to keep that privilege to do that. Everyone's upset. I've seen a lot of people upset about masks and the the vaccines. The government literally makes you work for zero dollars three months out of the year so they can fund this absolute failure of an enterprise called the federal government. We've allowed the FDA to control and ruin health care and the CDCP, which neither controlled or prevented the disease, also exists. And then we're following all of their guidelines. And then we act like this is the first we've heard of it when we hit a pandemic and the government uses the pandemic to invoke all different types of emergency powers to remove your rights. The FDA constantly protects dirty companies while holding others back. They would hold life-saving drugs from the market while making the barrier to entry to that market. Super expensive, by the way, to where people can barely afford the medications. And of course, that's after they've ruined the chance for any type of viable healthcare industry. We allow the Department of Education to control your, the, the education that your child receives. And then we get mad when it turns into something that we don't like. The NSA, the DHS, totally necessary for security. But then we complain when those are used as political weapons to destroy those that are against the government. Do you see the trend here? We are totally fine with all of these things existing until it turned into something that was being used against us. Now, I know there's a lot of libertarians listening right now, but maybe some conservatives, maybe people who still hold out hope that we're going to give the government all of this power and they're never going to use it. Or they're just going to use it in some type of benevolent way according to the values that you hold at your house. That's the only way that they're ever going to use it. We can't have it both ways. Another quote, a government big enough to give you everything you want is big enough to take everything you have. So we got to choose one way or another. Either we accept that these agencies cannot exist free of any tyranny, or we quit bitching about tyranny. Those are your two choices. We either need to be pushing to get rid of all of these powers or accept that they are going to be used for all the things that they're being used right now. There's not going to be any in-between. That's it. Those are your options. So the question is, going back to that Benjamin Franklin quote, do you deserve liberty? Because he said that people who would give away liberty to get temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. So... This is the part where it gets real annoying because as a libertarian, you're constantly looked at as this crazy person when you enter into a political conversation. Oh, do you think the uh, FDA should do this or do you think the FDA should do this? And then we say, well, I don't think they should exist, actually. You think uh, this person should be running the Department of Education? Or uh, do you think that this person should be running it? And should their budget be 
$100 billion or should it be $150 billion? Well, it actually shouldn't exist. And now, guess what? You know what's great? You know what's always great about being a libertarian is you get to be right. It, it, you don't get to win, but you get to be right. And right now, you know, it'd, nice to, it'd be nice to win every once in a while, but at least we get to be right. That's good. Okay. We got all this crazy division in the country, just complete insanity happening between these different political factions. And what we're going to figure out a, a perfect policy to get rid of it, or we're going to, what, what are we going to do? The only thing we can do is actually get rid of the power that the government has because the government is a gun. There's a gun on the table between two people that think, one, each of them think that the other person is going to grab the gun and shoot them. So what are they going to do? They're going to fight over the gun. That's what they're going to do. You got to take away the gun. That's the only way to solve that situation. Because as soon as, as, soon as that little game starts and the, the referee takes his hand off of it and says, fight, you're not going to sit there and talk to each other or anything like that. And he goes, what if this guy says he's not going to shoot me with the gun? Well, what if he changes his mind here in a little bit? Then he picks up the gun and he shoots me. The government's a gun. We're fighting over it right now. That's why everyone's getting crazy. It's uh, literally become life and death for some people. Not for everyone, but for some people, this has become life and death, just like it has in the past. So there's a reason that libertarians feel the way that we do. It's uh, pretty simple. It's, it's really because while some people have spent all their time fear-mongering about past atrocities and they talk about it and they get on Fox News and they talk for 10 seconds about it and they mention Stalin or they, uh, they, they mention Mao or they talk about communism, they've spent all their other time building a government that would be capable of doing all of those things that they were talking about and then acting like it would never happen. It's the same reason that when we talk about, uh, we talk to a Bernie Sanders supporter and we say, okay, you think Bernie can run everything? Yeah, yeah, I think he's a good guy. I think Bernie might be a good guy. Who's after Bernie? Who's after him? And if you can't, if you can't answer that question, then you can't create the power because that person's not going to be there forever. And while people were totally fine with Trump doing whatever he did, and then people were fine with Obama doing what he did, and then people were fine with Bush doing what he did, that power always gets handed off and it only grows. It only ever gets bigger. And so you got to actually stop doing that, okay? You got to stop creating that power. You got to stop growing that power. Because here's another quote power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. People who actually care about individual liberty have got to stop saying these quotes and they got to take a second and stop and ask themselves what the quotes say. Stop just repeating them, stop posting them on Facebook without actually considering why the quote exists, what it actually means, and what it would look like if that were actually applied in your life right now. What would it look like? It wouldn't look like you electing your dictator to run things until that person dies or they get voted out of office. That's not what it would look like. It would look like peacefully in the process that we have, the democratic process that we have, it would look like actually putting people in to office whose goal is not to remove one or two pro or maybe they maybe they want to increase the size of government a little less than it was supposed to be increased 
Oh, man, that's great. What a win for Liberty right there. It would actually look like some of these crazies out there like Ron and Rand Paul, some of these crazies out there like Thomas Massey, these these wackos that actually want to decrease some of the departments that we have, take away some of them, get rid of them. That's what it would actually look like. So we either get on the side of those people or quit bitching about the tyrants because you're the person who's helping put them in there, whether you like it or not. All right. This is not going to stop until we stop it. And that doesn't mean violence. I'm not calling for violence because between libertarians and Republicans, there's enough people to do this politically. There are actually people who will take away powers and that will get a, that will get rid of departments and that will decrease the actual budget and stop this mess. There are enough people between libertarians and Republicans to do that. And I'm sick and tired of Republicans putting these people in power that still just grow the government and then they complain about it when someone else takes over that power. I have no sympathy anymore. I got no sympathy whatsoever. In fact, I'm actually kind of upset about it because your terrible decisions end up affecting my life because you're making the gun more powerful all the time. So we can actually do this. We can actually bring some groups together if people would stop using this small government rhetoric and actually believe in it and actually realize that what we are dealing with right now and people in Canada are dealing with right now is a consequence of a lot of their actions because they were totally fine. Oh, Canada, totally fine with the government running basically everything. That's totally fine. We got this nice welfare system. We got uh, all the licenses. We got to make sure, you know, the market remains free and fair. And that's something that only the government can do, of course, because that's what the government and the people in there are known for is things being free and fair. And so we're just going to have them control everything because I'm scared. And then what happens? It ends up getting turned around against you. I'm not, you know, I'm not just trying to blame the victim here. But everyone needs to ask themselves what their responsibility is in this scenario. You know, there's a very, very, very small amount of people who are right and who have remained philosophically consistent and who don't really have a part in this. And that's a very small portion of the population, by the way. And most of the people online complaining are not members of that population. They've been part of the problem. It's time to stop being part of the problem and be part of the solution. Okay, if you like this episode, and I know you did, tell a friend about it, tell a family member, tell your Republican uncle that it's time to actually change what's going on. Okay, tell them to follow this podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, on TikTok. Tell your crazy Republican uncle that he needs to get out of his, uh, his China TikTok app. And uh, TikTok's still blowing up, by the way. We gained gained a thousand new followers over the last five days on TikTok. And I've only put out one video since then. It's all completely organic. Say what you will about the Chinese, but they really do like that organic growth on their social media apps. They want that network of people that they can spy on uh, to be as big as possible. Okay, and that's been beneficial for us so far. So make sure you tell everyone about it. Leave a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. That tells those tyrannical algorithms that people like this and that they want to hear more of it. So make sure you do that. If you do all of those things, I'll be right back here again 
tomorrow. Same Liberty time, same Liberty channel. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.